Hey, we are concluding our series, While You Were Sleeping. Uh, and we've looked at stories in the Bible where someone is asleep, and we've been challenged to wake up to something. We've been challenged to wake up to God's calling. We've been challenged to wake up to what we need to be rescued from. We've been challenged to wake up from spiritual exhaustion. Uh, our scripture for this morning is Genesis 28, verses 10 to 22. You can go ahead and have, if you have your Bibles, you can uh, open up to Genesis 28 in your Bibles. It's the first book in the Bible. Um, you can also look up Genesis 28, 10 to 22 on your phones. This morning, we are looking at the story when Joseph or when Jacob sleeps. Um, but he actually, it's a story how he kind of wakes up when he lies down. Jacob is traveling, and he lies down uh, for the night. And he has this dream, and in the dream, he is made aware of reality that he was asleep too. Our scripture reader for this morning is Kathy Steinmetz. Kathy, go ahead and make your way up to the podium. As she does, I'm gonna ask that if you're able, please stand and face the center of the room. Uh, we read from the center of the room to remind us that Scripture is to be central in um, our lives, and we stand because we believe that this is the Word of God. And so, Kathy, whenever you are ready, uh, please read from Genesis 28, verses 10 to 22. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of the Lord were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear, so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Kathy, thank you very much. You may be seated. 
Sleeping seems like such a simple thing. When you're tired, find a quiet place, lay down, and you go to sleep. But sleep isn't simple. Um, There are many sleep disorders, insomnia, sleep apnea, narcolepsy, restless leg syndrome. And then in addition to that, you can have a weird dream or you can even have a nightmare. Um, One of our kids, when they were growing up, they would have something called night terrors, where the child just kind of thrashes around and they'll yell or cry or scream. And what we learned about night terrors is that you don't touch the child during the terror. Um, Touching the child makes the night terror worse. And so what we were told by our doctor was keep them safe, but just kind of let the terror happen. And interestingly enough, it does just eventually stop. I sometimes will talk in my sleep um, at Christmas time. My wife likes to try to find out what I get her. So I have a pretty safe hiding spot for my wife's gifts. One time around Christmas, I was talking in my sleep and my wife tried to find out where I was hiding her gifts. And even while I was sleeping, I told her, stop it. Um, (laughs) Then there is sleepwalking. Now, I've never been a sleepwalker. Um, One of our kids once confused our laundry room for the bathroom in their sleep. Um, But I really only have known one person who was a regular sleepwalker. It was a parent of um, a kid who was in my youth group a long time ago. Uh, He couldn't sit still when he was awake, so it wasn't much of a surprise uh, that he was a sleepwalker. But sleepwalking is doing something routine while you are in a state of sleep or doing something, uh, a routine activity, without really being aware of what is going on around you. Now, sleepwalking can include running, getting dressed, moving furniture. Uh, The one person that I know who was a sleepwalker, he often ended up in his garage. Um, And while most of us aren't sleepwalkers, I think many of us have times in our lives when we live the routine of life without really knowing what's going on around us. We are especially oblivious to what God is doing around us, sleepwalking through life. Now, I said earlier that Jacob kind of woke up when he laid down. And that's sort of what I want us to look at, waking up when we lay down. Uh, Sleepwalking, again, is being unaware of what is going on around you. Jacob is traveling to a place called Haran. And on his journey, he stops for the night. And just going back to verse 10, where it says, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. Now, there is more to the story. Jacob has a twin brother. Esau is his name. And Jacob has stolen both Esau's birthright and blessing from their father. And Jacob isn't just going to Haran to go to Haran. He's fleeing for his life. He is focused on what he has to do next to stay alive because after what he's done, his brother kind of wants to kill him. So he really isn't paying attention to anything that God might be doing. He's just going through the motions. He's traveling to Haran, comes to a place to rest, and he finds a stone, lays down, and goes to sleep. 
We all have goals. We all have plans. We have this idea of what we want our lives to be like. And it's normal, completely normal, for our lives to be pretty much all about our plans and our goals and to pay no attention to what God is doing. That's pretty normal. It's a form of sleepwalking where we just kind of go through the motions of life. We go to school, we go to work, we have friends, we have families, we have hobbies, we go on vacations, and we do all this stuff without really knowing what God is doing. We have no concept to the reality of God's plans, of God's goals. When was the last time you were aware of the reality of God's activity in and around your life? Most of our lives could be described as sleepwalking. And we need to be stirred up to God's reality. And ironically, we are most likely to be stirred up to God's reality when we are forced to slow down. Or in the case of Jacob, he is stirred awake when he lays down to go to sleep. Jacob is stirred up to an unseen reality. An unseen reality. Jacob stops at this place because the sun had set. And he falls asleep and he has a dream. And the dream reveals a reality that he was completely clueless about. Going back to the passage, verse 12. Jacob had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Now what Jacob sees and hears is unbelievable. A stairway reaching to heaven, angels of God ascending and descending on it, and then above it to the Lord, and the Lord speaks. Now, the one thing I want to point out about what the Lord says, don't know if you caught this, the Lord says nothing about Jacob's deception or thievery. Doesn't bring it up at all. Only unconditional grace and blessing. I am the God of your father and grandfather. I will give you descendants, give you land, give you lots of descendants. The whole world will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you, bring you back to this land, and I won't leave you. Jacob is just doing life. He isn't even trying to seek out God. That is not on his radar at all. And this is in a period of his life that isn't going so well. And when he slows down to lay down, 
God appears and says, here's what I'm up to. We all have plans, and we take action to fulfill those plans, and at some point along the way, bam, it all goes upside down. I'm going to go to such and such a college, bam, and it goes upside down. I've got these work and career goals that I'm working on, bam, it all goes upside down. I've got family plans, bam, it all goes upside down. And when our lives get turned upside down, we're forced to stop or pause our plans for life. And then we naturally ask, why God? Why? I don't know the reason why. But when our plans are turned upside down, it's a good time to wake up to what God may be up to. God tells Jacob, it may, may not seem like it, but I'm with you. I will bless you. And when our lives get turned upside down, that's exactly what we need to hear from God. It may not seem like it, but I am with you. I will bless you. 2 Corinthians 4 says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When our plans get turned upside down, totally okay to grieve. When we lose something, the appropriate response is grief. But do not despair. For the plans we had, the ones that we knew about, those seen plans are temporary. God's unseen plans, those are eternal. When we are forced to stop, it's a great time to be stirred up to what God is doing. It means it's time to stop sleepwalking through life. And God's message to Jacob, like a good sleep, it sustains him. And in that being sustained, Jacob has a refreshed look on life. Going back to verse 16 in the passage where it says, Jacob awoke from his sleep and he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jumping down to verse 20. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. Surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. How many times has that been true for us? How many times do you think God has been with you and you had no idea? To this day, there have probably been times in your life that God was with you and you still don't know that God was with you. We go home and God is in that place and we're not aware of it. 
We go to work and God's in that place and we're not aware of it. We go out to eat or on vacation or hang out with friends and God is in those places and we're not aware of it. I would suggest that one of the biggest problems we have as followers of Jesus is we are not aware of all the holy places in our lives. Places where God is present and active and we're not aware. We're just kind of sleepwalking. Go home, go to work, hang out with friends and family and be clueless the entire time of God's presence and activity. Jacob's encounter with God will sustain him for the rest of his life. He will see life differently. Jacob will forever see this particular place that he rested with different eyes and the entire experience will sustain him. This promise that God makes to bless him and be with him, to give him land and descendants, does not mean that everything goes well for Jacob. That is not what happens. That is not the rest of the story. Jacob's wife, Rachel, will die in childbirth. Jacob's sons will sell one of their brothers, Joseph, into slavery and will lead their father, Jacob, to think that his son, Joseph, is dead. And for 20 years, Jacob will believe that his son, Joseph, is dead. And Jacob and his family, they end up in Egypt. And even though God promises Jacob that his descendants will live in the land where Jacob had his dream, Jacob doesn't see that day. He dies in Egypt. This encounter that Jacob has with God sustains him throughout his life. He keeps his faith in what God has promised him regardless of what happens in the future. Wouldn't it be nice to have something to anchor our faith like the dream Jacob had? To know that God is with us and intends to bless us. Wouldn't it be nice to have an anchor like that? Well, we do. <laughs> it's called the cross. The reality of the gospel that the cross should always remind us of every time we see it is that God is for us, not against us. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus rose from the dead. That is the anchor of our faith. And Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection is meant to sustain us. It is meant to stir us. It wakes us up from our sleepwalking. It should remind us every time we see it that God is for us, not against us. As it says in Romans chapter 8, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, 
graciously give us all things. Sometimes life is hard. We all have had moments of deep loss and pain. But sometimes life is easy. In fact, sometimes things are going so well in our lives, it feels like we could do life in our sleep. And that's the problem. When things are good, we do life in our sleep, unaware of God's blessings. And when things are bad, we wonder why God is against us. What does God have against us? What have we done wrong? Well, because of the cross, God has nothing against us. We need to stop sleepwalking. Wake up to the ways God is with us, both when life is good and when life is hard. The reality is that in both the good and the bad, God is with us and is always up to something. Please pray with me. And Lord, that is our prayer, that you would open our eyes so that we could see the reality of your presence and activity um, around us, in us, amongst us. And Lord, that um, as we Again, just become more and more aware of your goodness, that that would continue to encourage and build our faith in you as you are calling us um, into a deeper relationship with you. And it's in the name of Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Receive God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.